It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Guys, before we jump in today's show, we, we've got a, a loaded show with Zacoby McLean, and then it's War Report Wednesday as well. But uh, breaking news, as it is portal season, that uh, Auburn landed another transfer player um, Tuesday evening, Eugene Asante. He is a former North Carolina linebacker. He is now a current Auburn Tiger, according to his Instagram post. So he is a junior. He just finished his junior season, um, according to UNC's website. He was a true freshman in 2019, appeared in uh, 13 games as a true freshman. He appeared in all 12 games his sophomore season. And then this past season, he appeared in 12 games for North Carolina, had 23 tackles, two quarterback hurries, a pass breakup, and half of a tackle for loss. Uh, I don't think this is a guy that's changing what you do defensively around him, but we've said it before, and and Charlie Five and I talked about Eugene Asante a little bit on yesterday's show, but I think it's a solid piece. I think it provides depth. I think it provides a little bit of upside in regards to, okay, you've got experience. In a, it's in the ACC, but it's still experience nonetheless. And also with the combination of obviously you have Owen Papo coming back uh, in our interview with Zacoby McLean in just a few seconds. You'll hear him when I ask about some potential risers, some, some guys that could possibly break out in 2022. He mentions two linebackers there. So I, I think there was a hole in the linebacker room. I think they needed another body. I think this makes sense. And he seems pretty athletic. He seems like a pretty athletic player. It seems like he moves well. But can he put it all together? Can he grasp what Derek Mason does defensively? And once again, Zacoby McLean in just a second will talk about the importance of learning how to run zone and Jeff Schmetting's role in all of that as well. But Eugene Asante, uh, a smaller guy. He's six foot and a half inch per UNC's website, and he is 220 pounds. So there you go. There you go. Eugene Asante. This is Locked On Auburn. Well, Zach, I, I actually just finished crushing some chicken parm, and I am, I am freaking ready to rock and roll. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby. Thank you so much for making Locked On Auburn your first listen Every single day. Yes, it's a War Report Wednesday. We will chat with our guys from the War Report in just a moment. But first, I had a great conversation with former Auburn linebacker Zacoby McLean. Let's jump into that conversation right now. We're now joined by former Auburn linebacker Zacoby McLean. Zacoby, you've become you know one of Auburn fans' favorite players over the past few seasons. What was it like kind of making that announcement saying, okay, you know, I, I've done enough here. It's time to, it's time to further my career at the next level. Uh, it was good. It was like, I was happy because I know I got a chance to be at the next level and to make my family proud. And I just know I left a good legacy at Auburn. Absolutely, man. Yeah. And you were part of some ferocious defenses. Um, you know, you you were a big part in the middle uh, of the defense, you know, pretty much ever since you uh, you became a starter 
on the plains. What was that like, you know, kind of leading that charge uh, in, in Jordan-Hare Stadium? Uh, it was exciting because we got the best fans in the nation. They just know that our team, like our defense is just like ready to attack. We ready to like kill somebody. Like yeah. everybody on the same, same like assignment, like everybody on the same task, just go get somebody neck and just go one to win to win and stuff. What was the biggest difference in regards to defensive scheme from you, know, you, you, you were really successful in the Kevin Steele defense. You were also very successful in that Derek Mason defense. What was the biggest difference? Um, the biggest difference from uh, their, their defense, uh, Coach Steele defense, we like a, more kind of like a man the whole game. But then going to Coach Mason, we play, he showed us how to play zone. So I'm, we weren't really used to playing zone. So it took like a couple of weeks over the offseason before I kind of learned how to play zone. And then like this, the run fits was very different. We used, I was used to playing against A and B gap, so now my flow is really A C gap, so it's really different, big difference. I would think Zacoby that that would help your draft stock because now you can go to you know these meetings with NFL teams and scouts, and you've done more things now. You you've kind of got reps at the highest level of college football and succeeding doing both <laughs> of those things. Do you think that's true? Yeah, because Coach Defense, Coach Steele defense, he ran a lot of nickel. Like his base defense was nickel, and Coach Mason defense, base nickel, I mean, base defense is three four, so it's like it's big. Right, right. So who do you expect to step up at the linebacker spot next year? I know Owen Papo made a lot of Auburn fans very happy when he said he was sticking around for another season. But who do you think is going to step up and kind of fill that gap that uh, that you left behind? Uh, I want to say Karen Riley. Cram Riley at Joko Willis. What about those two guys um, stands out to you? Uh, Joko, Joko Willis, he like, he reminds me a lot of myself. Like, okay. He always been, he always been an underdog. He's not big. He's very small, but he could play ball. And he going, he's a hitter. Like you seen against LSU game, he came down and kick off and knock, knock them out and kick off. And Cam Riley, he very long, lengthy. And like, he know how to make plays. He just got to be in the playbook more. Sure. So you played, uh, you know, th- this this last season that you had under Brian Harson. A lot of changes around the program. What do you think was the biggest thing that you learned uh, about football or about life, whatever it may be, from Coach Harson? Um, well, a lot I heard about Coach Harson is just be be one and zero. Just take everything. Just one and zero. Just win the day. Just stay one and zero. And just always, always fight and always want to always win. Just be be a leader. Right. And what about your relationship with Coach Smetting? What did that look like? Um, Coach Smith, I love, I love Coach Smith. He's really? really good. He's very good. Like he really, he really helped me a lot with my zone. He helped me like understand defense more and like understand my job more. Sure, absolutely. So uh, we love nicknames on this show, and uh, you had a great one, Ricochet Rabbit. What um, what what was kind of the origin story for uh, for that? Uh, when I was a freshman, I used to uh, Coach Steele. Well, let me say off this. Um, Coach Steele gave me the name Ricochet Rabbit because yeah. when I hit, he gave me that when I was a freshman. So when I hit people, I bounce off of them. I go make plays. Like I'm very quick, and I'm just like Ricochet Rabbit. Like he's very fast. He's gonna get there fast. Like pew pew pew. I'm just like that all around the field. We uh before before that nickname was public, and and we started referring to you as that. Um, we called you on the show Chainsaw McLean because you could just tear through um, <laughs> opposing blockers. So I, I hope that was okay. Um, I think yeah. that's, I wish people would call me Chainsaw. So I, I think that's pretty cool. I think that's pretty cool.
stuff. Yeah, because because Tiwis said I'll find a Chinese song. That's true though. Find anything. I love that. I love that. But I mean, Auburn. Auburn has had a tear of really good linebackers, Kobe, and, and you're the latest addition of that. Owen's going to be, you know, a, a stud in 2022 for the Tigers, and then you know, maybe Cam Riley or Joko Willis, like you said, step up. But what does that mean now that you kind of got to carry that torch? That's been a you know for the past decade. Auburn's had good linebackers. Um, that's got to be a cool thing to be a part of. I mean, a lot of like like you finally see all your hard work pay yeah. off, and like my freshman year. Uh, after the bowl game, I didn't really play much. My dad told me to just leave a stamp. So I just listened to my dad and just made sure every day since the bowl, that bowl game, my freshman year, just keep working hard and just be remembered. Remind me which bowl game that was. Uh, it was when we played Purdue. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, y'all scored a lot of points in that one. That was a fun, yeah. that was a fun one to watch, for sure, for sure. So you uh, you have signed with Choi- uh, Choice One Management. What went uh, went through your mind in that decision, and and what does uh, the relationship uh, with you and the guys over there look like? Oh, it's a good relationship. Really going to help me with on off the field and on the field. They really got good influence on me. Sure. So, how do you think NIL it has is going to change? Um, college football in regards to, you know, what you saw last season was the first season where you were really able to, to benefit from that. I saw you kind of make a few posts throughout the year, um, kind of partnering with other companies. But do you expect your recruitment, maybe it would have looked a little different if NIL would have been around at that point yeah. in college football? <laughs> yeah, it would be very major. You get a lot of money in your pockets. Sure. You know, they really didn't get paid back then. Now they're getting paid, so it really just changed the game. And then you got a trend for a porter and all that team is trying to get players more in the idea of the country team and stuff. It's yeah. big. Yeah. Do you, is there part of you where it's like, man, where was this three or four years ago? That would have been fantastic. <laughs> yes, because I would have been li- I wouldn't have been living in dorms. I would have been out in the dorms way earlier than my senior year. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. But I mean, uh, I, I think it's great for the players. I think it's great this movement of, you know, giving power to the players, letting them make their own decisions. And I think it's awesome. I think it's going to make college football a lot better. Hey, I, I, I let the folks in my uh, my Locked On Auburn Discord know that uh, I was recording a conversation with you. They had a few questions. A lot of folks wanted to know what um what was your proudest moment while at Auburn? And, and a lot of people chimed in. They assume it's the 2019 Iron Bowl play um, where you took that one away from from Mac Jones, but I'll let you answer that one. Yeah, yeah, it was the Iron Bowl. This is the closed game. It was in the open the score in the reds. I'm about to take the lead up. Then I caught the pick, took it to the curb because Matt Jones is a good quarterback. So it's yeah. amazing to get in the field quarterback just being able to take 100 yards in the Iron Bowl, making history. And that's got to be fun, too, because while Chris Davis got to run it a little bit farther than you did in an Iron Bowl, you're running a long time. And so, like, you just get to soak it in, right? Because, I mean, yeah. once you got to, like, you know, 20, you got 80 yards still to run. Like, you knew you had it at that point. Yeah. So, like, that had to be an awesome moment. Yeah, it was amazing. The field was shaking. It felt like it was a movie. Like, it was amazing. Come yeah. On. Was that the loudest game that you've played in? Uh, I've heard a lot of folks say that it may have been this year's Iron Bowl. What, what's the loudest environment you've been in? Mm. Oh, no, that's a good one, though. That's my Auburn or like other schools, too? Uh, how about one of each? The loudest Auburn game and then the loudest place you've played in general? I'm going to say when I caught I'm going to say 2019 Iron Bowl and then yeah. uh, Florida. They Gators. Really? Yeah, they stadium be rocking. Yeah, they were ready for that game. That was, uh, it, I mean, you guys still showed out. I mean, that was a great defensive performance on y'all's part. 
Yes, sir. Yeah, that's cool, man. That's cool. As far as your favorite memory uh, as an Auburn Tiger, it, it, it may still be the same answer to that question with, with 2019, um, your 2019 performance in the Iron Bowl. But, I mean, is there a, is there a favorite specific memory of, of your time on the Plains? Like a specific? Yeah, and, and it could be the pick six. I mean, that's a dang good answer. Just... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's the only one that I really like. I really like, dude, like I would never forget. Yeah, but I, I don't know. Okay, well, I guess I, I can say about Texas A&M game when I had seventeen tackles and never had that many tackles in a game. Not many people have. Right? I mean, that's <laughs> that's crazy. I mean, yeah, the the COVID year, the fact that you had a hundred tackles in a shortened season. I mean, that is crazy. The fact, I mean, you were just a magnet to the football that season. Yeah, yeah, it's that. What is that? I mean, is that a is that a system thing, Zacoby? Not to discredit anything that you did, of course, you executed it perfectly. But as far as like you know, you need guys in front of you, right, to you know, kind of eat up blocks and and things like that. But I mean, what all goes into you being able to do that for such a long period of time? Oh, uh, just about the coaches putting you in the right position, knowing what you could do with your ability to make the plays and your D line. Well, we didn't really have a good D line that year, so I really had to get out of the mud and just fight for fight to come make plays. Yeah. Who's the best defender that you think you got to play with? And if you don't want to just say one guy, you can say a handful. But you know, some of the the more talented guys where you're just like seeing them at practice and it's like, man, this guy's a special player. I'm glad I'm getting to play with this dude. Uh, Roger McCurry, no doubt. Is he the best corner in, in college football last year? Best corner, my eyes. Really? He the goat. He I call. I let him know that every day he the goat because he very he uh, he very humble. Yeah, he doesn't seem to talk a whole lot. Yeah, no, nah, he's not a big talker. And normally the cliche, you know, uh, Roger McCreary's my my. I love watching corners. Um, cornerback <laughs> play is my uh, you know elite corners. There's nothing else like it. Um, but seeing his style of play, normally when you bat down a pass. There's some jawing, you know, you get in their yeah, ears yeah. kind of thing. Like Carlton Davis did that. Noah Benaga didn't really do it. But um, you know, normally you see those elite corners kind of, you know, mouthing off a little bit. Yeah, Roger yeah. doesn't do – does he do that, you know, behind closed doors in the locker room or anything like that? Or is that just who he is? That's just who he is. I try, I try to tell – I tell him every day. Like, that's my best friend, my roommate, and my brother. Because I was – goddamn. I try to tell him, like, bro, so express yourself. Let him know that you – let him feel you. <laughs> I love it. I, I love watching him play because you could you could see sometimes. I mean, you definitely saw it um, in the Iron Bowl this year. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. It came but out then. It did. I mean, that was one of the best corner performances I've ever seen in my life. I mean, he was incredible, yeah. and the whole defense was 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 um y'all are all balling out. That was that was a crazy performance. No no question about it. So, um, Zacoby, is there a specific player in the NFL that you're kind of modeling your game after throughout this draft process? Uh. Well, it's, I can say two of them, but I like Darius, Darius Leonard because he's not a big linebacker. He's very small, and he knows how to make a lot of plays and yeah. create turnovers, and he's a good big-time-changing player. Like, he could change the game anytime. And I'm Bobby Wagner. Okay. Yeah. yeah, Bobby Wagner. Both those guys have gotten paid a lot of money, so that'd be, um, that'd be awesome. Yeah, both of those guys, when they were added to their specific defenses, like, changed the whole outlook of yeah. the team. I mean, uh, just from a culture standpoint, they totally changed what they were doing. They're very versatile, so it's, it's a lot. You can't do much against a versatile linebacker. Like, he could do anything. 
Right. Three down line, three down linebackers. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Zacoby, thank you for spending a few minutes uh, here on Locked on Auburn. Really, really appreciate it. And uh, on behalf of everyone watching and listening, thank you so much for everything that you did for Auburn during your time here. I appreciate you. Where are you? Thank you so much, Zacoby. Really enjoyed the passion and the, and the conversation. Hey, it's the new year. So that means New Year's resolutions. If yours, like mine, is getting healthy in 2022, Built Bar needs to be a part of your plan. I'm down nine pounds in the new year, and I've had a Built Bar pretty much every single day so far. It's when you're eating, you know, a calorie deficit, you kind of, you know, start dragging a little bit mid afternoon. Built Bar gets you through that with 130 calories, four grams of sugar, just four grams of net carbs, and a, a 17 grams of protein. If you compare that to a candy bar, it's going to be you know, a drastic difference. So check out all the different flavors they have at built.com. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off. That's at built.com. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA. And now through June 30, get 0% APR for 84 months, or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. It's now time for a little War Report Wednesday action. Joining us, as always, Mike G and C-Dub. Gentlemen, we got more quarterback news on the planes. Of course, people eat that stuff up. Robbie Ashford uh, from Oregon transferring to Auburn. Uh, Mike G, we'll start with you. Your general thoughts on this move. Uh, you know what? Uh, we were expecting it. Um, so we were on to this transfer a few weeks ago uh, when uh, we got wind of him being at bowl practice the uh, the day before uh, the Birmingham Bowl. So uh, Robbie Ashford to Auburn uh, is not not a total shock. I think that um, it just kind of highlights that these coaches are, are, are looking to, you know, get talented guys in and just let them compete for the job, right? That's it. Um, so we'll see. Yeah, I watched his spring tape, Zach, and uh, he looked he looked good in the little bit of action that he, he did. I think he throws a good ball. He's a dual-sport athlete, so he plays bat- baseball as well. Um, very talented. He's athletic, but you know, he's not a run first QB. I think that's an important distinction. Sure. I saw him sit in the pocket and just try to go through his reads and progressions. He throws a pretty good deep ball. So we've got an interesting QB battle brewing this fall. That should be fun to watch. Right. CW, your early thoughts on this quarterback battle that's coming up. I mean, I was I was excited for this for us getting this kid. Uh, this kid is someone who I felt Auburn should have been able to get coming out of high school. And from what I'm hearing, this kid wanted to come to Auburn at some point. But of course, you know, he ended up at Oregon. So I'm happy to see that that we have him now. This kid has a lot of eligibility left. So it's not he's not a, a one and done kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm excited about his his talent, his physical ability. He's six four, good size, can run, but is is as Mike G alluded to, he's not a run first QB. So I like what we've managed to do in the offseason in terms of getting in uh, Zach Calzada, who I, I know you're high on Zach, and <laughs> uh, and uh, uh, <laughs> Ashford coming in. 
I'm, I'm just I, I'm sorry to, to interrupt what, you, C-Dub. I love that somebody paid you guys $5 to have some uh, <laughs> a, a comment pop up on y'all's uh, on one of y'all's lives about, you know, I hope that Zach Calzada does well so Blackerby will, like, have to eat crow or something. Oh, no, they I, want you to say something nice. Say something nice about Zach Calzada. I have said things nice. Um, okay, all right. But I, I think he's an average quarterback. But, I mean, he has traits. He has traits that carry over, but... Um, <laughs> whatever I, I love that somebody paid money for that to pop up and, uh, that's know. funny yeah. uh yeah people will pay for anything uh yeah absolutely and, and, and i'm sorry caesar i i cut you off no, I just, you're good i just you're had good. to squeeze you're that good. in there keep going brother <laughs> no I, I i'm i'm just i'm excited to see what this spring looks like because yeah. now i feel like we're about to have the spring that we hoped we was going to have last year I don't think there's a prohibitive favorite going into the spring. Love it. And so this provides an opportunity for everyone in that QB room to show what they got for this mm -hmm. coaching staff and may the best man win. Yeah, do you, I do you believe that there's legitimately not a favorite? Yes, I do. I do believe that. I think. Okay. That, yeah. Um, I think that uh, what we're seeing here is a little bit of a resetting of the guard. And, um, you know, there are quarterbacks in this room. Uh, somebody's about to transfer, Zach. Yeah, there's too many guys, right? Yeah, somebody's about yeah. to transfer. Um, you know, and so I have my thoughts on who that will be. But uh, I'll spill you know, those. The, who do you think it's going to be? Uh, you know what? Honestly, uh, a lot of people are going to hate this take. I don't think that D. Davis takes a snap at Auburn University. Yeah. Yeah, that was yeah. something that we talked about a little bit yesterday um, with the Ashford news in regards to, like, what if I'm D Davis and I'm sitting there and this happens, it's like, well, what, what am I supposed to do in this situation? Yeah. So, yeah I'm right many, there with you. There's too many guys with too much eligibility left and I, the coaches are kind of signaling which way they're heading. So, yeah. you know, it started, you know, there are a lot of, there's been a lot made about guys leaving the program over the last few weeks. And I will tell you, it's not so much guys choosing to leave. Then it is this coaching staff saying we're going to go in a different direction. Yeah, here's here's the door. Right. That's that's more of what's happening with this program right now. So um, I think it happened at quarterback. I think it's happening at other positions, uh, you know, and at the end of the day, uh, Harson is building. He's talked repeatedly about rebuilding culture and uh, some guys bought into the new culture and will thrive in it. Other guys said, not for me, I'm out. Right. Other guys didn't understand what that meant until now. And now there's a rude awakening. So if you're D Davis, every game that passes that I do not start, the clock is ticking. You are officially on the clock because he doesn't get a COVID year. Right. But I, I right. do I do want to put this out there in regards. So like if D Davis leaves, I don't believe it has to do with culture. I believe it has to do with playing time. Yeah, I'm not there. I'm not there with you. Okay. Yeah, I'm not there with you. Um, and yeah, there is there's a lot of stuff happening on social media that is cringe right now coming. Uh, some of these guys are just not doing them any favors. This staff is not a fan of that. Yeah, no, I, I not, agree with that. They're not a fan of uh, of rogue players on social media uh, uh, insinuating things and hinting at things. And, you know, it's just not a good look, right? So, you know, again, without naming a bunch of names, there's some players who have made themselves a part of that, and I just don't think they're doing themselves any favors. So, you know, right. with Ashford coming in, you know, quietly, um, you know, just posted something on his Instagram like all players do. But, mm -hmm. you know, uh, they're, they're, they're looking to bring guys in in the mold of this coach, which is put your head down and get to work. 
right? Um, right. That's the Harson brand, right? It's not a bunch of flash. It's, you know, lunch pail, hard hat, you know, let's go to work. I think, I think Ashford will be that. And, you know, I think that Zach Calzada is that as well too. So this could be a very epic QB battle because both those guys have uh, uh dynamic talent in their own right. Right. You know, so uh, I don't know, like I- I'm looking forward to the battle. There's no prohibitive favorite, uh, which means that we, some guy gets a chance to make himself the favorite through hard work. Yeah. Right. And right. ability. That's exciting. In just a moment, I want to, I kind of got an impromptu game that that, that I want to play. But hey, this is it. The putt to win the tournament. If you sink it, the championship is yours. But on your backswing, your hat falls over your eyes. Is this how you're running your business? Poor visibility because you're still relying on spreadsheets and outdated finance software. To see the full picture, you need to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle. Over 28,000 businesses already use NetSuite. And for the new year, NetSuite has a new financing program for those ready to upgrade at NetSuite.com slash locked. That is netsuite.com slash locked. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at kubotaorangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. War Report Wednesday, Mike G. C-Dub. How can folks check out all the content that you guys are putting up these days? Well, guys, you can head right on over to us on YouTube. Check out our channel. We have content pretty much on schedule. Our lives are Wednesday, Sundays, but a lot of the news that's been coming out, you can check us out. We'll, we'll throw an impromptu live here and hang out with the fans, talk amongst ourselves, react to a lot of the news, whether it's portal related, recruiting related, you know, we got a position group, we got a, a position coach we have to fill in the next right. few days. So uh, we're constantly there bringing you great content. Also we're covering basketball, the number two team in the land, really should be number one team mm-hmm. in the land mm-hmm. we're covering them so head on over to to our page on the on youtube with the war report we have stuff constantly absolutely absolutely you guys do a fantastic job so let's let's just right now shooting from the hip project uh project the quarterback depth chart going oh, into 2022 game. i hate this game <laughs> come on zach there's a competition Oh, I, I think people want to hear our thoughts on who that'll be. And if y'all don't want to, that's fine. I'll give you mine, and y'all can react okay. to mine. How about that? All right. All right. How about that? This who is you a, got? This is assuming no one transfers. This is assuming no one transfers, but I think we all agree that people probably will. But I think the order will be Calzada, Finley, Ashford, Davis. That is a very reasonable take. Just based on experience alone, uh, I think that that's fair to say yeah. that, you know, Finley may be in the second spot uh, and uh, Calzada, you know, the presumed starter, if if there is one. Well, that's uh, why I was like, I, I think he is the favorite at this point. Why do you feel he's the favorite? Because he's, I, I don't know the answer to that, C-Dub, and I'm glad that you asked that. But I think it's just because of the nature of his situation. He started at an SEC school. Granted, it was by injury, but I I think he's got the cleanest path to playing time. And I th- yeah, I, and I, I think it's not a bad take. It's not a bad take at yeah, all. I like, agree I'm with just, that. 
Yeah. <laughs> Look at what he did versus Bama. If you go back and you watch the tape and you or you're thinking that's his ceiling. Right. We can win with that. I mean, he made some incredible throws in that game. He played out of his mind. How do you get that more consistently out of Calzado? Well, let's talk about the situation that was he was in. Um, Texas A&M had the third worst offensive line in our league last year in pass protection. And they were terrible. He was literally running for his life. He played the, the last third of the season on a bum shoulder. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, his shoulder was hurt when he played us. We know that for a fact. And uh, so he's recovering from that. And, you know, he just, I mean, he, I think he, he flashed his potential at times last season. So, you know, what you're looking at now is you're looking at a guy who's coming in and he's more mobile than the incumbent, right? Uh, he can move. He's, he's, he's sneakily athletic, which I like, uh, but he's not a run first QB either. So if his ceiling, if we get more of Calzada versus Bama, than you know, whatever terrible game he played last year, then that is an upgrade for Auburn. And and we don't need a Heisman winner at quarterback, I think, to be good in 2022. We just need a guy who can hit his deep balls and and generally be accurate and throw guys open. Yeah, the the issue is, like, while it could be a little bit better at quarterback, like, the current state of things, the receiver room is not better than it was a year ago. I don't think. I think with one or two guys, you make and change things, but like I, I don't think it's better. I think you lose Demetrius Robertson, who wasn't great, but he was the second best that you had, and then you lose Kobe, who was the best that you had. Um, so we'll see. I think you can get some transfers and change that quickly, but it's, I mean, th- that does it doesn't matter who the quarterback is in that scenario, though. But I, down, but down the stretch, was receiver the issue with our offense? You could argue it may have been early on, but I think our receiver room got better as the year went on. There were just some continuing issues that went on the whole season regarding run blocking. Like, again, you want this offense to revolve around Tank. And it's it's amazing how this guy even made 1,000 yards considering how teams stacked the box and how poorly we blocked Mm -hmm. week after week. Right. If we fix that, I think I think that begins to cover a multitude of sins as it pertains to receiver. And who's who knows? We have a lot of time to grab someone out of the portal to make up for for Kobe. I, I admit that we do need uh, another body in that receiver room, but I, I think there are other pressing issues given the identity that Harson wants to have at Auburn that has to be resolved. I do think the timing of everything stinks because. If they do go to the portal and get a dude to replace Kobe or Demetrius Robertson or you know whoever it may be to be whoever wins the quarterback job, his first guy is he's not going to go through spring at this point, right? Yeah, that's and, true, and, yeah. and that stinks. That really, yeah, really stinks. I, listen, this is where you have to be willing to do the work that nobody else to do, though. You know, so if I am coming in. And, uh, you know, I'm a transfer wide receiver in the summer. I'm grabbing my quarterback and I'm headed out to the field and I'm developing chemistry immediately. Right? Yeah. Those guys should be doing that now. Right. If I were TJ Finley, I'm right now. They're bringing guys in and I would be throwing them balls. Mike G, I'm having a hard time understanding you. With, yeah, with that, but okay, I thought it was just me at first. Yeah, no, but see, I, I I agree with them, and I think you do too. As far as you the, know, the, getting the, things yeah, done outside of practice is is important. It, 
if you were struggling to hear what he was saying, like what he was getting at is the time is now, if you are quarterback at Auburn and you're on campus, the time is to build chemistry with your receivers now. Right. And any given chance and opportunity, uh, listen, y'all, y'all need to start hanging out together, becoming friends. You need to know each other on the field and off the field. Right. And uh, I think the sense of urgency has to be there with these quarterbacks in order to build that, because we saw it a lot, even with Finley, we saw it at times with Bo early on in the season, they were just out of sync at times. Right. And so I think the, the sooner you address that, the sooner you get on the same page going into spring, post spring, summer workouts, the better it is for the chemistry, uh, with the QBs and the receivers. Yeah, I mean, I, I want to see Ashford, and, and I want to see Calzada. I, I want to see them competing of being, like, as close and as tight as possible with every wide receiver on this team. And I think that's going to be a big part of it. You know, earn the trust of John Samuel Shanker, because that's going to be very, very important, because he's going to be one of the leaders in this locker room in, in 2022. So I, I agree with that. I will, I will add this on the end. I'll tell you what, this spring has to be managed differently from the quarterback position than last spring was managed. Sure. Yeah. And, and, yeah. And when yeah. I say that is, I mean, last spring we marched a quarterback out there to take half the reps that had zero chance of starting and they can't do that this spring. <laughs> right. So this spring, you know, the guys that hit the field need to be the guys that have the chance to play and um, I would like to see if you look at how Oregon managed their spring game, uh, you know, uh, Brown, uh, Buttermeyer and Ashford all got significant reps in the spring. Uh, and you actually got a chance to look at those guys and say, OK, uh, they all looked good. Honestly, they all right. looked good in the spring and like they had rapport with the, the receivers. And, you know, uh, I'm hoping to see a little bit of that this spring as well, too, yeah. from our quarterback room. I want to see these guys go out there, get significant snaps, and, and, and really get a chance to show what they can do. Absolutely. Gentlemen, thank you guys so much. As always, once again, how can folks check out everything you guys have going on? Yeah, we're over on the YouTube, so go check us out. We are The War Report. We're on every social media platform. That's Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter. We're all over the place. Um, you know, We're covering basketball as well, too, so yeah. become a patron member. Check out our patron content. Absolutely. Hey, on tomorrow's Locked on Auburn, we will be joined by Spencer McLaughlin. He does our Oregon show, Locked on Ducks. We will get his thoughts on the three new Auburn Tigers uh, and former Oregon Ducks, and also he chimes in on how Oregon is taking in Bo Nix, and he continues to be a polarizing player. Shocker. All that and more on tomorrow's Locked On Auburn. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.